The city manager from Portage is with us for our weekly conversation here in the studio. Joining us is Pat McGinnis here in WKZO. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for joining us this morning. Another interesting meeting last night. No doubt about it. A lot of interesting topics covered last night. Yeah, they were. It was it was uh, public participation and transparency and and elected officials listening very carefully. It was a four-hour meeting dominated mostly by public input, you know, listening to what the uh, citizens had to say. And and the one case, there were a good number of uh, folks that came up and and implored the council to consider a, a ceasefire resolution in the whole uh, conflict in the Gaza Strip. Uh, city council has been very clear since this first came up that the uh, the history in Portage has been that we work very hard on local issues and the things that uh, are, are local in nature. And it takes a great deal of time discussion, which was the second big item last night, which was a land use discussion. Um, but they made it clear while their, their uh, prayers and their hearts are with the people in Palestine and the, the horrible things that are happening there, um, it, it's not our place to, to you know, we, we don't have an impact on that. We don't have uh, the depth and the understanding that perhaps our federal representatives have. That's very much a federal issue and that's where these energies would be very well spent. But um, yeah, they're, they're, it's the people are entitled to come in and say what's on their mind, and that that's what happened for a good part of the meeting, maybe about an hour. Um, and then after that, there was a discussion about a land use decision uh, at the corner of Millam and West Edge. Uh, and again, just a lot of listening going on. The the uh, nearby residents who might be affected by a change there and, and some encroachment of commercial use into a uh, an area that was is currently zoned residential, uh, was the topic. And uh, the developer in this situation did divulge that they were planning on, on having a, a ch- fast food chicken restaurant there. Um, but it was a discussion about the land use regulation on the property. So um, for anybody that thinks that decisions are made before the meeting or any of that jazz, uh, city council comes to the meeting very well informed. They, uh, the Mayor Patricia Randall shared that she had spent many, many uh, trips through the neighborhood, uh, looking at the neighborhood, considering talking to people, um, checking out the traffic patterns. And I think every sing- single city council member had done that. But then they come to the meeting with their ears wide open and listen to the impact that might happen to the neighborhood. And council member Vic Ledbetter summed it up very nicely. He said for him, it's uh, intent versus impact. I hadn't heard that before. But the developer, who is a local developer who has done magnificent projects up and down, you know, the Southland Mall there uh, is one prime example of a very successful investment in our community. And the properties are pristine. This particular firm, uh, MC Weiner, holds their properties. They don't, you know, develop them and flip them. They hold on to them and they keep them clean and well-maintained. And if one tenant moves out, they find another one to go in there. And they've been very successful. It's been really good for our commercial tax base. Uh, so I think Mr. Ledbetter's point was that their intent is to make another magnificent investment in our community and create economic opportunity for a lot of people looking for jobs. Uh, Council Member Jihan Young pointed out the importance of that local employment and how that supports local families. Um, but then you have to balance that with the impact on the neighborhood and how people are going to feel in their homes and is this going to change their enjoyment. And that's the t- those are the toughest decisions. But in the, at the end of the public hearing, 
Uh, I think just before 11 o'clock, city council did vote to, to not change the zoning, to leave it the way it is. And it was a, a clinic in democracy and local government and how things are probably supposed to work. It wasn't very comfortable for anybody. Um, and it was hard work. And I, my, my heart goes out to the, the developer and all the residents who showed up and spent all that time and our elected officials and the city staff that's been working on this for six months. You know, we've been, we've been working with the developer to try to come up with a compromise. What was proposed last night was very much a compromise position. But uh, in the end, you covered it well in, in your news program. And, uh, and that's what happened last night at city council. Um, I did want to mention a couple other things going on at City Hall. Uh, we have very many programs in Portage to support uh, lower-income residents, and we work hard to get the word out about those things. Um, and last night, one of the things on the agenda was City Council moving $76,000 uh, from a few different funds. We had $50,000 left over from a project, a park project, where that money wasn't spent uh, almost $20,000 in administrative fees that we didn't need. We were just through efficiencies. And we moved that $76,000 to HRI, Housing Resources of Kalamazoo, to prevent evictions in Kalamazoo County, particularly Portage. Uh, so that was done last night. Um, the city assessor is accepting poverty exemption applications. Uh, so very low income uh, residents that cannot afford their property taxes, come on in and see the city assessor and see if you qualify for a poverty exemption and you can get your property taxes waived. Uh, some people that find themselves in very difficult conditions unexpectedly, it's horrible if they can't get their property taxes paid, that ends up to uh, forfeiture of your home. You can get liens placed on there and ultimately it goes up for a tax sale and that's the worst. So if you can't afford your taxes, it's not the end of the, the road. Come down and, and apply and see how uh, we can help you. We do have resources available to give those poverty exemptions. The Community Action Agency is going to be having a walk-in water bill assistance clinic on February 27th at City Hall from 9 to 2. And I love highlighting that date because you've been talking about it on the air this morning. I've heard it a couple times. <laughs> the election's coming up on the 27th. So don't forget to vote in the presidential primary on the 27th. Early voting starts two Saturdays before that. Uh, and on the 27th, you can also find out at City Hall about whether or not you qualify for assistance with your water bill. And finally, we have housing assistance dollars that we have kind of a hard time getting that out for people to fix broken pipes or roofs or or window casements that might have come uh, come loose. Um, and you can just call City Hall. You can talk to Tina Perry at our City Hall at 329-4466, 329-4466. And we do have that assistance available. And that sort of leads me into talking about our next goal for the coming year. We've been talking about different goals City Council has set for the administration to include in our budget. And last week I talked about the first one, which was the farmer's market. This week I'm just going to mention housing strategies remains at the top of the pile. The problem we have now is getting investors and contractors together and present something affordable. Pricing is so outrageous. Uh, uh, one of our council members, Chris Burns, last night talked about the cost of building a new home uh, being up around $375,000 now. Well, how you make that affordable to anybody, mm. given our current interest rates, is uh, – uh, take a little magic. So um, currently the market is not working in our favor, uh, but we're still plugging away. And the city council is saying, let's update that 2022 plan. And I'll talk about it more later when we get to updating that plan. But just given the market realities and the different programs that the state housing authority, MISHTA, has presented, uh, we can come up with something real fresh in 2024 that's going to be you know, more well-informed. So we're going to take that housing plan that I talked about. You know, I've been coming talking to you for a little bit now, um, and we're going to dust that off, sharpen it up, and represent it here in 2024.
I dare say Portage is not the only municipality dealing with housing issues. Nationwide. It's, uh, it's nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. And statewide. Yeah. And, and well, it's friendly competition, mm-hmm. uh, but we are in competition currently given the market and the very low supply of uh, labor and materials and time and, and money, investment mm-hmm. money. And we have huge demand. So we're doing our best to position Portage well so that we can get some of these projects up and running. We approved several of them in 2022. Uh, and none of them hit the ground in 23 because of the market conditions. So we're hopefully that will correct, but we'll be taking advantage of every opportunity possible to to lift up our housing stock. Portage City Manager Pat McGinnis, our guest, our weekly update from the city here on WKZL. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Ken. See you next week. You-